in this podcast episode, I'll walk you through how we found the shop that we're in and a few pointers to look out for when you're looking for your shop. Stay tuned. And final reminder that this Thursday, the 22nd at 6 p.m. Central Time, I'll be hosting the live training on the biggest mistakes I've made in my detailing business. You can check the show notes or go to detailgroove.co slash office to get notified about the training. Okay, let's hop into the episode. So I've posted it on my Instagram. I've posted it on my YouTube channel. So I'm more than certain by now you have seen a video because you're not listening to this podcast if you don't follow me on either of those two platforms. But yes, we, um, we're we now running a 1,500 square foot shop. Now, this will be a, a very generic, like a high overview. I'll be making more videos, more podcasts on this specific topic, but I wanted to give you a quick rundown of, you know, what we went through, what I looked for, what to look out for, um, and why we chose, you know, this area and all those good things. So for starters, the shop is 1,500 square feet. Now, the office space, it's 10 by 10. I don't know what that equates to in square feet, but the office is 10, 10. And then there's a restroom that's like, I don't know, 5, 5, I don't know. But so you you have to make sure that you know what the square footage is. I mean, I just I don't know. But I need in terms of like what is actual um, when you're breaking down the cost, like what is uh, warehouse and then what is office space. Now, I specifically requested a 10 by 10 office space. So I already knew ahead of time what the office was going to be. So the if you watch the video on Instagram or YouTube, you'll know that the primary thing I'm going to tell you is you have to ask as many questions as you can to clarify what comes with the with the shop, what doesn't come with the shop, what you can do and can do, and what you're responsible for, and what the property is responsible for. Right? Those are that is like the the the, the biggest points you can take away. You can stop listening to it right here, and it's you have to understand what is and what is not included with the shop, okay? So that's going to go with, hey, do I pay for utilities? Do I pay for water? Do I pay for power? If something breaks, do I fix it or do you fix it? If you fix it, do you fix it for the uh, length of the lease or the first three months and then I fix it? Can I, you know, hire my own contractor? Can I hire, do I have to show proof of something if I want to make a big change? Like if you want to build an office or, um, add a wall somewhere, like a, a partition somewhere. Do I have to get that approved? Can I paint the walls? Because I've heard, I've seen very many stories of like, yeah, you know, I you know, I, I I jumped straight into the shop. I didn't ask any questions because I was so excited to get my own place. And when I wanted to paint the walls, the property was saying that I'm not allowed to paint the walls. And let's say it's like an ugly yellow egg beige color, right? And they're gonna tell you, no, no, you can't paint the walls. Or, hey, you can paint the walls, but you have to paint them back to the same color once you leave. So it's it's things like that that you have to know well in advance because you don't want to be like, oh, okay, time to get my shop in here, time to do all this. And then you start, like, let's say, washing a car, and then the property like, oh, yeah, we don't allow washing cars here. And you're like, wait, what? That This is my business, though. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to wash cars. And so it's stuff like that. You have to know in advance. Now, I will say once you tell them what kind of business you're in, they'll let you know if you can wash cars or not. So that's another thing where our our choices of where we could actually work out of was not it's more it's more limiting because of our line of work. 
um, running water, the facility has to be set up for it, meaning like um, they actually like when they build it out, it can't just be like a drywall that separates the tenants or the units. Um, they have to have like, you know, a drain or a septic tank or whatever they have to do to, you know, make sure to properly, you know, um, um, get the water and be able to, you know, have runoff water. So the the warehouse in itself, like the whole facility has to be set up. Now, you, you can request like, you know, hey, can I get a drain in here to collect the, the to have runoff water? Um, so again, that's all going to be asked in when you're negotiating with the property. Um, you know, the, the smaller the warehouse, the less flexible they'll be, um, because it's a small warehouse, right? Like, let's say you're going to move into a 10,000 square foot warehouse, right? They're going to be a lot more accommodating. They might give you, I don't know, but they'll be a lot more accommodating or a lot more flexible with what you can and can't build out because it's bigger, longer lease, um, obviously a, a higher cost. So they'll, they'll, they're more willing to accommodate you. And because you can do more with a larger space, meaning if you wanted to add a conference room and an office and a secondary office in a 10,000 square foot shop, um, that's, or yeah, warehouse, that's very easy because there's plenty, plenty of space to do that. If you wanted to, you know, uh, build a, 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 a wall that splits the warehouse in three and whatever, it's much more, you know, you're, you're, the, the possibilities are, are bigger with that type of shop because there's just more space to work with, higher co- higher rents, all that good jazz. So they want to make you happy. Now, if you're in a 1,500 square foot shop like we are here, you can only build the office so big. And and, and that's about it, right? There, there's limited room. So even if we wanted to extend the office, it's going to eat up a lot more of the warehouse space, um, you know. And so you're limited because of the space. And then it, it is just a small unit. So... Once you move out of here, right, then they want to make sure that they're ready to get the next uh, tenant in line without having to do much modifications to the unit. So if they were, um, if they were, you know, going to accommodate and say, okay, we'll, we'll paint the walls black and we will, you know, make a, I don't know, a, a 14 by 10 office and we will, you know, build a, a partition in the back, right? Something like put up a wall, like a drywall um, for me. But then when I leave in three years, um, you know, they're, okay, when, when I leave in three years, now it's like, okay, we, we have to break down that wall. Let's paint the walls black to back to white. Let's see if we can reduce this office. You know, like, because the next person that comes here doesn't may, might not want an office at all or, might, you know, just wants a tiny office. Um, so they want to make sure that they're setting it up to where they make you happy. But also, it's like, hey, you know, you're not going to be here forever. So once you leave... You know, we don't want to tear things down and do this and do that because that's going to be more cost to us. It's going to slow down a tenant, you know, a, someone getting back into a, to, into the unit. So we'd rather do just, you know, what's fair and reasonable for you, but also keeping in mind that we have to be able to get someone else in once you move out. So the bigger the shop, more flexible. The smaller the shop, less flexibility. And it's not so much on the property, on the property owners, right? Of saying, oh, hey, like, you know, I'm just being like, you know, uh, 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 rude to you. Like, or I'm just being, uh, you know, I just don't want to help you out with, with the unit. Like, you're, you're going to move in and, and, and do as I say. It's not that. It's like they just, there's not, <laughs> there's simply not enough room when it comes to a smaller unit, right? Like, there's, there's just only, there's only so much you can do. So you have to be, you know, understanding as well of like, you can, o- you can only do so much in a small shop. And, 
So I think I had a technical issue with my podcast setup right here. So I don't know if it recorded the last two minutes. So we'll just keep on going on. So now let's go about talking to you and, you know, let's see if you're interested in getting a shop. So I'm going to bypass the financial part right now just because that is, you know, it's going to differ. We'll touch on this shortly, briefly. It's going to be dependent on person to person, area to area um, and what you're looking for. Okay, it is much better with a commitment like this, right? Usually it's going to be a three to five year lease. If you get a one year lease, the cost is going to be higher per month because you're only here for a year and they definitely won't do much to to help you out with your unit because you're only going to be there for a year. So they're not going to build this out and do that and do this and hey, we'll do this and do that. No, you're going to leave in 12 months and then I have to look for another tenant that's going to hopefully stay here longer than you. So I don't want to, you know, do much for you because you're going to be gone in 12 months. So the longer the the lease, the more willing they probably are to do, you know, to kind of build things out for you. Um, so the longer the lease, the better. And it's typically three to five years. And I'm saying better in terms of the property owners, right? Because if if, they're, if you're like, hey, I'll, I'll sign this lease for um, for seven years. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, be, be here for seven years. Yeah, like that's, that's no problem to us. So, of course, they'll like a longer lease. Um, but typically, it's going to be three to five years. That's like a general timeline um can you do two two years can you do four years um you know that's going to be you talking to the property owner or the whoever's in charge and seeing what they can work with right um i had another i guess you could say quote that was at least for 40 41 months which is three years and five months so it's going to it's you know each unit that you look at is going to be different right so that, that's why it's very important to look around and one thing you don't want to do is do not get stuck to one location right like first of all don't get overly hyped about okay i'm looking for one i want i want one so bad i want to have my own shop it's going to be so cool it's going to be so fun don't get into that mindset because once you fall into that you'll make an easy 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 mistake once you start looking at locations you look at one that's that's half okay and then you're like okay i'll go with that one and then like you 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 disregard your some some things you won't do your due diligence you're too excited you're too emotionally attached to this one location you're saying oh I can bring in here and I can have two cars and I can set up a pressure washer and all these photos and Instagram and all people will like this and don't get too caught up on one location do not get caught up on one location if it doesn't meet your criteria if the numbers don't make sense do not get stuck to one location it's very important that you look around that you spend time finding you you probably will miss a, a good one if 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 you're searching around right it's like the same thing when you're looking for a vehicle is that you know if if you're looking for whatever a 2017 subaru sti and you're like oh that one that one looks like a good one but i, I feel like there's another one you know i, I feel like like you know that one's just like man the, the the wheels or or the the interest rate or the color ah you know what let me just look for a little bit more it's a great one but let me just look a little bit more and you go look you go look a week goes by a, a, a second week goes by and then you're like, okay you know what i think i'm gonna go get that one and then boom that one sold right so potentially you will miss on deals um if you don't act fast on some, but again, it comes with the don't don't rush to make a decision if it's not the decision that you know it's best for you. Um, but again, like I'd say, you you have a little bit more leeway with units, right? It's 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 you'll typically know if if one unit is already going to be taken up, or, or you know if many other people are looking at it. Um, but like this one, this this unit that we're in was this whole facility was built in 2020. Um, when we moved in, we were the Everyone that moved in here were the first people that were that moved into the unit. So it's a brand new unit, like everything's new. Like everything is 100% new because it was just built. 
so that was great on us. Um, the, a lot of the other units were like built in 1975, 1987, 1963. Um, you can tell they're older. Um, so you're just gonna have to be looking around um, to see what you know what best suits you. Now I'll say the so the location that we chose, the reason why I chose it is because I looked at our customers that we serviced over like the last 200 customers and I wanted to see well wh- where's most of our customers at right and we call it our main zone right if, if we get a customer that's like within a zip code or or, or, or an area we'll say oh they're in, they're in the main zone so we know exactly where that's at like we know what like you know what where on the map is the main zone and in the main zone we have 40 percent of our customers in that area so 40 percent of our customers are in what we call the main zone so this shop that we have is not in the middle of the main zone, but it's 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 almost somewhat in the middle of the main zone. So it made perfect sense to get the location here because 40% of our customers are around here. Now, does that mean just every single customer is going to come to our shop now? No, not at all. We actually are not going to do that. Um, but it just it gave me a better preface of where the location should be based on where the customers that we've had well, where they're located. So that one was was a great revealer in terms of, yes, this is the right location because most of our customers are coming here. Um, so, you know, don't look, you know, you want to find one that's a great price, great location, as far as the unit itself, right? Like the unit itself is nice, but then the location is a big part of it. I mean, imagine if I, if I got the shop that was, I don't know, around an area that, that we get like 10% of our customers, and it's like instead of being, you know, close by and and, you know, easily accessible, it's a 35, 40 minute drive for most of our customers. You know, that, that's not what would, you know, be ideal. So for us, because we we're mobile, I was able to have just with accuracy know where most of our customers are coming from and where, you know, where it would be most where it would make most sense to put the shop. Um, now, we aren't, we're ideally we only want to bring more paint correction coatings, paint correction and ceramic coating jobs here to the shop, as well as full interior cleanings that require odor removal. Um, aside from that, we'd like to stay mobile most of the time. That way we can, you know, we can still keep the schedule booked out with with full interior cleanings, you know, washing waxes um, out in the field. And then for the more extensive services, we'd bring them to the shop. And, you know, yes, we want to we want to max out both schedules. We want to have like a full unit out there running all day and then having um, vehicles here at the, at, the, at the shop. That would be most ideal. Um, and like I said, if we're, we're going to have a, a TRX come in, a 2020 or 2021 TRX. And look, once we put that TRX in here, like th- there's no more room. Um, we can fit probably like a small little sedan. And even then, it you know, it'll be a little tight fit. And that, that's the downside. Like, yes, 1,500 square feet is cool. It's a nice shop. But if you bring in a truck, if you bring in um, a van, you start to lose all the space very, 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 very quickly. So it's just important to note. Um, and again, it goes back to like what type of customers are you gonna be? Are you gonna be bringing? What kind of cars are you gonna have? Um, and you figure it out as you go along, right? I mean, I'm not saying by any means that a, you can't work at a 1500 square foot shop. Like, what, what? This is more than enough to get started. Like, this is absolutely fine. You, this is enough to get most cars inside comfortably. Um, but I just I already feel like the being being cramped inside, and you know, so it's just I'm just letting you guys know in my perspective. I think 1500 is still pretty small, but nonetheless, it's a it's like this is a fantastic shop. The location is great. 
Um, the property guy that I was talking to the whole time was great. Um, the location, like the, the way it was built, is not very, very happy with the unit. Now, I'm going to go back to the same point that I did in the beginning. You have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, have to ask as many questions as you can about the property. You have to know the ins and outs of what you need or what you want and what they will or what they're willing to give you and what you are or are not responsible for. Very, very important. I mean, if I show you the email thread between me and the property guy that I was talking to, I mean, there was, you know, I would send them like 10 questions at a time. And I was like, hey, I'm going to just ask you questions to see, um, to see like, I just want to, you know, get these out, out of the way first. That way, once we, you know, move forward, I don't, I, there's no, there's no surprises on, on, you know, like, hey, can I paint the walls? Oh, you actually can't. Oh, man, you know, that I should have asked that beforehand. So the due diligence must be done. The responsibility is on you. You are in charge of understanding what's going to take place with that shop. Now, as far as how we're going to be scheduling, though, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works. Um, you know, I, I'd be lying to say we know what we're doing right now in terms of how we're actually going to execute the scheduling. Um, right now, like what we've known with, with the past few ones is we have a mo- we, we run mobile the top half of the day, and then we'll try to schedule the shop, a shop vehicle at the end of the day. That way we could just come here, finish a job, and then Lex can make some calls, um, and then they could just go from here and, and just be done with the day. Versus, like, let's say scheduling a morning car here, but then going to a mobile, and then maybe another car here. at the sh- Like, that, that's just too much. So for now, I think we're going to try to do either, if we schedule a, a shop, a car at the shop, while there's mobile jobs, we'll try to put it towards the end of the day. And then when we have a correction job, um, that will take up the whole day because we don't want you you don't want any cars just sitting in the um, in the warehouse, right? So if if we get a car inside, if a car is inside the shop, it's because it's gonna get worked on, right? We're not gonna be like, hey, yeah, come come drop it off, you know, um, tomorrow at you know Monday at nine a.m. and then we don't get started on it until Monday at whatever, 5 p.m., 4 p.m., right? Whatever the case, like if the car rolls in, it's because we're going to work on it. That's at least what we kind of want to generally follow is we don't just want cars sitting there just to be, you know, just waiting to get worked on. If it's going to come in, it's going to get worked on. It's going to go right back out. Um, for instance, we had a customer come in. They dropped it off at 3 p.m., at 3.30 p.m. They went back home and by 5 p.m., the car was done. Or I think it was 3 p.m. I think they dropped it off at 3 p.m. and by 5 p.m., we called them back to come pick up the car. And that's exactly what we want to do with every car. It was a full interior cleaning. But that's how we want to do it with every car. Now, as soon as it gets dropped in, we get on it and within two, three hours, we call the customer and say, hey, it's ready to come, you know, come pick it up. And we will pull it outside. They can come pick it up whenever they want and we move on to the next vehicle. But we're not trying to stack cars. We're not trying to, you know, flex on the ground and be like, oh, look, there's three cars in here. Eh, no. As soon as the car comes in, it has to go right back out because it's, it, it's you know, it taking up space here is no good. Like, there's no reason for it to just sit in the shop and not be doing anything with it kind of think about it like if you have inventory for like an e-commerce store right and you spent you know a thousand dollars on products right um that you want to sell but you haven't sold anything so now you just have a thousand dollars worth of product tied up in your products that you haven't sold um or for instance think about like when you purchase a steamer right I, or whatever to a, i'm gonna just use steamer as an example and you purchase a steamer for a thousand dollars and you don't have any interior jobs, right? And so now you have this one thousand dollars steamer sitting there that's just eating up money. Like it's it's you're not getting any money out of it. You just spent a thousand dollars on it. You have it, but you're not making any money out of it. You're not producing anything with it. So it's just you literally just have a thousand dollars sitting down doing nothing. It's the same thing with the car. Like if it's just there sitting, 
why is like there's no no money being produced out of it if it's not getting worked on and we just don't want to like you know stack cars for no reason or hoard cars um here at the shop like if it's, if it's here if we told the customer to drop it off at x amount of point at x time it's because we told them we're going to work on it at this time and it'll be done by you know by whatever xyz time so and this isn't concrete this is just what we have right now it'll evolve over time as we get better as we build out better processes and how we you know how to figure out like how to schedule both mobile and shop but we'll definitely still keep both mobile and shop like it's not it's we def, we're not going to get rid of mobile like we're not going to get rid of mobile detailing that's going to stay um that's going to stay a staple of it, staying mobile because i mean it's just it's easy it's it and it's, it's still very convenient like versus shop like for a full interior cleaning or for a wash and wax, like it's so simple just to go to the customer's location. We can knock them out two, three hours and we're on to the next one. And we can just reserve the shop for more longer duration, longer, um, just more ex- extensive services. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's pretty cool to have that. And another way that, I'm, uh, that we can play the scheduling is that, you know, if we're booked out a week and a half, two weeks, and they want a mobile job, it's like, hey, look, um, you know, right now we're booked out our, our next availability will be, I don't know, um, next week on Friday at 9 a.m., right? Let's say almost two weeks uh, almost two weeks out. And then we can say, oh, but you know what? If you want it done sooner, you can drop it off at the shop tomorrow at 2 p.m., and it'll be ready by 5 p.m., right? So if they want it done faster, then they just bring it to us. So that's, that's another angle we can play with the uh, mobile and shop services uh, scheduling is that now, hey, if you want it done sooner, just bring it on to the shop and we'll just get it in and out. But if you want mobile, you want the convenience, you want the, the you know, to just not do anything and stay home and get the and get the car worked on, well, then we can go to you, but it'll take a little longer. So we're going to be charging the same rates. Um, one is not higher than the other. It's, it's, it's the same price if we go out to you. It's the same price if you come over here. Um, and I don't think we'll change that. Again, it could change. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just As of right now, I'm going to say it's going to be the same rates because the way I look at it is like, hey, we're still doing the work ourselves, right? Like it, the, the value doesn't change in terms of our quality if you bring it over here or if you go, or if you go over there. So that's why we're going to keep the same rates um, with our services. So if you have any questions, I hope you have questions so, so I can create more content around this. Um, uh, you know, leave a comment on a YouTube video or on a post on Instagram or send me a DM and I'll read them. And, if, you know, if it's a good enough question, I will make a video or respond to it of some sort and just create more content. So let me know your questions about a shop, finding a one, whatever, whatever. I'll do my best to answer it and create some type of content around it. So you can find me on Instagram at Detail Groove. You can download the ultimate guide to start your detailing business at my website, which is um, detailgroove.co or the show notes on whatever podcast player thing you're listening to. All right, so all I got now, I'll talk to everyone on the next one. Bye-bye.